Blitzkrieg Pop Log Supplemental. I'm stranded, all alone, adrift in the vacuum of space. My only weapon to combat my loneliness, comic books. The following is a review, which will contain spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Adam out. What's up, everyone? Adam here from Infinite Collectibles. I'd like to welcome you to the second installment of the Blitzkrieg Pops Supplemental Log, Stardate 122120.23. Wow, that's late. Wherein I drink a beer and review a comic book. I have before me Spawn vs. Batman, published in 1994, written by Frank Miller and drawn by one Todd McFarlane, who I may reference as The Todd, The Todd Father, TMC, or just plain old McFarlane. Frank Miller is famous for the likes of The Dark Knight Returns, Sin City, The 300, and Daredevil, to name but a few, and The Todd is known for Amazing Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk with Peter David, Spider-Man, the one he wrote, yuck. Infinity Incorporated, and of course, as the creator of Spawn and founding father of Image Comics. Also present at the table with me is one arrogant bastard ale, which I felt was fitting in name and logo, being that Frank and TMC are two of the most arrogant people in comics, and it has a little devil on it. I mean, you know, Spawn is from hell and all that. It's not an incredibly good beer, and well, this is not an incredibly good comic. It's a match made in purgatory. But before I get to the book, let's do a little history, shall we? Late 1993 saw the death of the speculator market, and its collapse was not without casualties. With the comics industry in a proverbial freefall, more than a thousand comic shops around the country closed in January of 94 alone. The same year would also see Marvel buy Malibu Comics and, in the waning hours of December, commit a fatal error in purchasing Heroes World Distribution that would lead to their bankruptcy in less than two years. The comic I hold in my hands, though, was the highest-selling book of the year. Oddly, I can't seem to find any actual number of units sold as there were two major distributors at the time, Diamond and Capital City. This was before the days of the Diamond Monopoly. So, at the collapse of the industry, this book was a huge hit. Somehow. I would be being kind to say that the plot is thin. I'd never read this before. I was just cleaning up in the back of Infinite. I saw it sitting on a shelf. I thought to myself, hey, self, you know, there's Spawn Batman. Let's let's give it a try. Let's just, let's try to, well, basically, I'm just trying to work on my reviewing chops here. This is something I'd like to continue to do, and so I'd like to get better at it. I thought, well, let's start with something you don't know anything about. Well, here it is. And I ended up feeling sorry for the Todd father. I mean, he had to draw this shit and maintain some sense of enthusiasm. You can feel he's excited. I mean, the art's beautiful. It's easily the best part of the book. But 
it's just not enough. It's just Frank Miller, love him or hate him, for me, has never really had his shit together. I know everyone loves his runs on Daredevil and on obviously Dark Knight Returns, but he's not my guy. I don't know. I, 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 I can't seem to get into his work. It's just, um, it's really dense. And this, though, is the complete opposite of that. It's so sparse. It's so sparse. that There's barely any words in it at all. And what's there should help guide you through the action. And yet, it seems to almost distract. I mean, Batman says punk. Calls Spawn a punk no less than 11 times. It's not something... I think of when I think of Batman, like Batman being verbally abusive. I know he abuses bears, but this goes beyond that. It's like Frank Miller just destroys Batman's personality. I don't know if he just doesn't get I know he gets it. Yeah, I know he gets it, though. Like He's Frank Miller. I mean, the Dark Knight Returns. Like, everyone, that's a seminal work that brought Batman back to being at the forefront of this industry. So, I know he gets it. I just don't understand it's like he thinks Batman's a schoolyard bully or something, the way he talks in this thing. He calls Spawn an idiot over and over again. A slob? Like, a, I don't even... I don't, how, would you, why would, how would you call Spawn a slob? I don't know. It's some of the worst writing I've read in a long time. And, of course, it makes sense. It's image. It's 1994. I mean, this is why I always say this. I think I've said this a lot on our show, The Woods Creek Pop. The 90s comics are shit. They're led by art, and this is absolutely an example of that trend, especially this being 90s image. I mean, it is just artwork with a few words in it. That's the nicest thing I can say about it. What words are here? At least there's not a lot of them. The book begins with a disclaimer, which is always good. Spawn vs. Batman is a companion piece to DC Comics' The Dark Knight Returns. It does not represent current DC continuity. No shit. Anyway, the story opens with Batman in a warehouse on the waterfront in Gotham. It never really says what drew him here, uh, just that he's hurt and has beat up a bunch of thugs. He locates a crate of weapons, a set of power gloves in particular, before being attacked by a very crappy-looking robot. Uh, Todd's robots... Do not look cool. It's just a wedge shape with arms, like something you'd see in the Technodrome. Anyway, this robot is beating the shit out of him, and luckily he found those gloves because they give him superpowers, uh, and that's going to come in handy later when he runs into Spawn. So Batman kills this machine, and in punching it a whole lot, finds it's not a machine, but a cyborg. There's a severed human head controlling it. He rips the head out, notes it's, Brooklyn accent, and it's off to the Batcave. Now, almost as a non sequitur, two TV screens appear, and a woman, one Dr. Margaret Love, is receiving an award for humanitarian achievement. It appears she's been empowering the homeless. Hmm. Interesting. In the Batcave, Alfred offers Batman some tea, and Batman frets about the head, complaining about a lack of fingerprints to identify the guy. Instead, he runs his dental records and learns the man was homeless and living in New York City. He puts the head on ice, the power gloves in storage, and away he goes. Batman arrives in New York and begins eavesdropping on the homeless as one does, 
learning about a magical bum named Al. Enter Spawn. Having heard some of his homeless friends are missing, Spawn is on patrol. Of note, this book takes place fairly early in the Spawn mythos, between issues like 17 and 18, and at this time, Spawn is still a superhero comic with horror elements instead of the other way around. You know, nowadays, it's more of a horror comic with superhero elements. Anyway, Spawn finds two guys about to light a sleeping bum on fire. He instead burns them, and Batman, seeing this, assumes Spawn is out killing people. He thinks he's found his killer. Batman swoops in, kicks Spawn in the kidneys, he notes this, and believes the fight over. Spawn recognizes Batman, like instantly, like, what the fuck, and tells him to back off, this is his turf. Batman, still silent, thinks kicking Spawn is like kicking a slab of granite. I mean, did my grandma write this? Batman notices Al is breathing, so he throws down some nerve gas. Spawn beats the shit out of him, and Batman retreats into the night, calling Spawn a punk. Now, this is the first time he says punk. Oh, no, second time, actually. He called the thugs punks at the beginning. So up to this point, the art's been pretty good. You know, Todd earned his reputation. He makes good use of the page and the spaces that he has. Uh, however, this alleyway fight that they just had is completely blacked out panels with each one depicting the other's logo and just sound effects. It's kind of lame. I would really actually like to see them just beating the shit out of each other. Anyway, though, it's Al's turn to do some detective work. A junkie, Silvio, told Spawn about a mission where you can check in but never check out. <laughs> As Spawn is investigating, he's attacked by a, oh, you guessed it, a giant robot. Same scenario, other than Spawn doesn't need gloves to defeat it and reveal the head of a guy he knows controlling it. Somehow, and I mean it, it's not clear at all, Spawn triggers a recording of Dr. Love telling the homeless in her missions to shed their poisoned bodies and become perfect servants of society. Yeesh. Remember, Frank Miller wrote RoboCop 2. He has a thing for cyborgs and evil corporations. The next page has some of my very favorite art in this entire book. Batman is seen bandaging himself on a rooftop where he literally puts an X-shaped bandage on his mask over his left eye. Sadly, this is not seen in subsequent pages because it's hilarious. I mean, I love this idea of Batman just putting bandages over the bat suit. Like, it's like a Band-Aid, like an X Band-Aid over his eye. It's stupid. On this rooftop, though, Batman sees a bat signal which is weird, and like a moth to flame, off he goes. Responding to the signal leads him to Margaret Love. She convinces Batman that Spawn is a threat to her philanthropic endeavors to save the world. Strange that earlier Spawn recognized Batman, but Batman, being the world's greatest detective, has no fucking clue who Spawn is. It's kind of ridiculous. Batman calls Alfred, and in a matter of hours, a package arrives. A package containing robot gloves. It's on. Again. Spawn is in the alley, his home I guess, talking to the other derelicts about Batman when lo and behold, who should drop in? Batman, ready for round two. It's a cool splash of Batman coming down on Spawn and unleashing the might of his gloves. They fight. Batman calls Spawn a punk no less than three times. And with both of them winded, really? Spawn? Winded? By Batman? A cyborg drops in to finish them both. 
The robot crushes Batman, breaking his jaw and bursting an artery in the process before Spawn decides to help. Spawn kills the machine in one hit. I mean, Spawn would just annihilate Batman. It's not even funny. I mean, he has hell powers. It's stupid. Anyway, Batman calls him a punk again before they mind meld a la Kirk and Spock and Batman is magically healed. Here, while melded, Batman begins calling Spawn a twit. This book features some of the worst dialogue ever. But now, it's team-up time. It's a two-page spread of Batman and Spawn swinging off into the night. We jump now to a large ship where Margaret Love is literally serving a mind-controlling punch to the Attorney General, Senators, the President, Vice President, and several high-ranking military officials. She details to the assembled crew her plans to heal the world by getting rid of free will and people, and this is a quote, people, sweating, farting, meat-eating, land-destroying, cruel, stupid, murderous people. Jeez. Awful. Just, wow, stupid. She opens the ship's hold, revealing an arsenal as Batman and Spawn show up to the party. They fight some more robots. Batman calls Spawn a boy about 50 times, and Spawn kills Margaret. But not before she launches a nuke at New York City. Holy shit. Look, I did not write this, and yet I feel a need to apologize. Seriously, a nuke. It, I mean, it's the most contrived thing. I've. It's so stupid. Anyway, I, I, yeah. Spawn teleports himself and Batman onto the nuke in another of my favorite panels. The hero's capes here are so huge on the side of the nuke that it looks like it has wings. It's honestly, if you can look that up, find that. It's, it's brilliant. I'll try to put a picture of it up somewhere. It's, it's ridiculous. Batman defuses the bomb. I mean, it's not like the ex-CIA agent would know anything about it. The nuke splashes down in the Hudson, crisis averted. Spawn teleports them safely to his alley, and Batman calls him an idiot. Spawn asks to bury the hatchet. Batman retorts, bury this, and throws a batarang, which embeds itself in Spawn's smiling face. The end. Whew. Wow. I don't like doing negative reviews. I mean... It's bound to happen at some point, but I don't like the way they come off, as if, like, I could do better. I don't think I could do better. It's not my job, but I do like reading comics, and especially I like reading good ones. The thing is, Frank Miller was more than likely paid over $100,000 for this script. I mean, I know at some point he was a decent, capable writer, but this book is trash. I mean, I've tried to laugh at the poor characterization of Batman the entire time that's presented here but honestly it's just garbage it just feels off to me anyway the art like i've said is fun to look at tmc is at the peak of his powers there's interesting layouts and nice splashes and spreads and as i said earlier this was the best-selling book of 1994 a monument to just how shitty comics were then as a kid i didn't know any better I'd scrape change out of the couch cushions or save my lunch money until I could get a buck 25 together and buy a comic. And like all of us at that time, I was fucking robbed by crap like this. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to let me know what you'd like me to read next. And in the meantime, keep it geek. Adam out.